0: Welcome to Awaken Church Online. In this special episode, Mel Nice from the Gideons International talks about the organization's history of distributing Bibles free of charge and what that looks like today. How many have heard some really bad news lately? Anybody? Well, if you pulled into a gas station, it's not really great news, but I have some different news for you. If you're a child of God, there's far more good news then there is bad news in this world. Far more good news than, than bad news. If you're not a child of God, there is some bad news. In Proverbs 11.30, it says that he or she that wins souls is a wise person. In Isaiah 55.11, it says, So shall the words be that go forth from my mouth. They shall not return unto me void, but they shall accomplish that which I purpose." And it shall prosper wherever I send my word. And so God has given three promises in that, that one verse. A hundred and twenty-some years ago, a person by the name of John Nicholson had promised a dying mother that he'd read his Bible every night, and he was a traveling salesman, and he left home and went to the first hotel, and he had forgotten his Bible he went down to the clerk of the hotel and said, do you have a Bible that I could read? I promised my mother. And he said, no, I don't have a Bible. And, and so that spawned the idea of the Gideon ministry in that John said, well, I'll put in two or three extra Bibles, and when I go to the hotels, I'll leave one at the desk of each hotel that I go to. And so that, that spawned the idea of the Gideon ministry. There's now more than a million people, so if you have a great idea and you're the only one with it, uh, there's hope maybe. We handed out approximately 85 million Bibles last year, and it started with the first distribution was nine Bibles in Iron Mountain, Montana. And so they went from nine to that. And you say, well, where where do we place the Bibles, hospitals, uh, military? In fact, uh, over at... uh, It used to be the Bethel Church. They have a military meeting on Thursday. If you happen to be a a veteran and you would like to meet with some other vets, they got Marines, Navy, and Army, and so forth there. So that was a good time. We serve at hotels, motels, schools. Some of the schools that we give Bibles to, the high schools, is McMinnville High School, Willamina, Sheridan, Dayton, Newburgh, Yamhill, Carlton, Amity. And we have Linfield and George Fox Colleges that we hand the the Bibles out. We give several hundred Bibles out to those. And if you always have ever wondered how the kids at the high school that get the Bibles, 99% are very friendly and courteous. Every once in a while you get a kick in the shin, but not not all that often. (laughs) I was handing out Bibles at Newburgh Junior High, and a mother came up to me and got in my private area, basically, a little closer to my face than I was comfortable with. And she said, aren't you smart enough to know it's really stupid what you're doing? And I said, ma'am, if I was that smart, I wouldn't be standing here, would I? (laughs) And so every once in a while you get a little bit of negativity. I was handing out Bibles at the University of Oregon, and having been a head football coach for 20 years, and losing a close game, and you see a father of a player coming at you with that same kind of sarcastic look, you know, you're, you know you're in for it. And I saw this professor coming down the street, and he got right in my face, and he said, you ought to be shot for handing out garbage like this to these young minds. And I said, well, what do you got against freedom? And he said, what do you mean? I said, well, I give you the freedom in your classroom to hand out whatever it is that you hand out there. And then I said, uh, have you ever eaten lemon meringue pie? And he said, well, yeah. I said, do you like it or you don't like it? He said, well, I love lemon meringue pie. And I said, what are my chances of convincing you that lemon meringue pie is terrible? He said, well, you don't have any chances because I've eaten lemon meringue pie. And I said, this old person handing out these Bibles, you've got the same chance of convincing me that it's not something that should be handed out. We, we parted friends, you know. Part of the things that we hope for, though, when we hand out the Bibles, that it's received in a, in a friendly manner, and we were handing out Bibles at Scapoose High School, and a, a, a boy came up, and he was f- fairly far off to start with, and he said, Mr. Gideon, Mr. Gideon, you gave me this Bible last year and I've read it every day since. And so you get a few of those along with the, the negative ones. And it had a U- University of Oregon girl came up to me and she said, you remind me of my grandfather. She said, could I give you a hug? And I said, well, I guess it's still legal. You know." <laughs> and, and, and so she, she gave me a hug and a letter to the Lord. And it was interesting. And when she went to leave, though, she said, I've got a favor could you do. You made me late for my class. Could you write me a tardy excuse? <laughs> and I said, I'm, I'm more than happy to write a tardy excuse, ma'am. I, hopefully the professor uh, accepted it. In Tallahassee, Florida, there was a, a young man by the name of Gary Linton, he was uh, in the fifth grade. And there was a couple, all he remembered was there was a couple of old men and one that didn't have any teeth that came and handed him a Gideon Bible. I can remember in my experience, I was in the fifth grade and two old men, I didn't check their teeth out, (laughs) but they handed me a, a Bible. Well, Gary took his Bible home and he threw it in a drawer and forgot about it. But his teacher, his fifth grade teacher, would open her Bible every day and she'd read the same verse every day, was John 3.16, for God so loved the world, and every day she would read that verse. One day she came back to the class and she said, class, the principal has told me that I can't read the Bible anymore, but that I can have a thought for the day. And my thought for today is that for God so loved the world that he... <laughs> after that, after the fifth grade, Gary became an alcoholic, a drug addict. He was kicked out of school for misbehaving and uh, inappropriate things that he is doing. And for two or three years, he just wandered sort of aimlessly around. And then one, one afternoon, he was sitting in the house... And he remembered what a shambles his life was. And he remembered the Bible that three or four years earlier he had put in the drawer. And so he took out the Bible and began reading the Bible. In two or three months of doing this, he became a born-again Christian. And he went back to the school and he asked the principal if he could come back. And he said, I'm not the same Gary Linton that I was when I left. I'm different. I've changed. And he talked the principal into coming back to school. And they had, it was a large high school, and they had two noon hours, an early and a late noon hour. And so Gary was in the first noon hour. After being there for a while, it was sort of a summertime, and they had a green area that the kids sat down with their brown bag lunches. And he would eat, and he got the, the idea to do what his fifth grade teacher had done, and he would preach John 3.16 to them. And so he did this a couple of times and he was in his classroom in the high school and there was a knock on the door and it was the principal and the principal said, is Gary Linton in this class? And the teacher said, well, yes, he is. And Gary went out in the hall to meet his principal and the principal said, Gary, have you been preaching to the kids in the first noon hour? And he said, yes, sir, I've been preaching to those kids in the first noon hour. And he said, well, Gary, I'm going to move you to the second noon hour because there's more there that really need to be preached to. And so you never know how how God works. And some of the testimonies that we get are are very joyful ones and some are are very, very sad. uh, And and it's just uh, the way that they go. But uh, hopefully when we hand out God's word to a person, They become born again. I don't know if you ever realized this. God doesn't have any grandchildren or great-grandchildren or cousins. They're all children. They're all children of of God. How can you help the Gideon ministry? Well, you already do by giving us a, a donation each month, and we really appreciate that. You can pray for us. Some are getting older. If I was Moses, I would have been on my third year of leading them out of the wilderness there. (laughs) You can use the Gideon cards. 20% of the Gideon finances come from the, the Gideon cards. The one thing that we would really like to push today is the friends of the Gideons. You can become a friend of the Gideons. There's no money involved and you fill out a little card and you get some of the publications, what to pray for and so forth with the Gideon ministry. And so we'd appreciate it if there's two or three of you at least that would pick up a card out there at the table and Marguerite will be there and become a friend, friend of the Gideons. And the last thing you can you can give an offering, I'll be out back after the, the service. And if the Lord has has given you a good year, maybe you could buy a few Bibles that that we could hand out. Have a final thought. And in Ephesians 2, it says we're to walk worthy in all things. Walking worthy has to do with three things, pretty much. Humility, which is the foundation of a Christian's life. Humility, gentleness, and loving others. So if you're walking worthy, that's the way that we walk. And I know a couple of people in this congregation that have a worthy walk. And if you invite me back next year, hopefully there will be a whole bunch that have a worthy walk. Thank you.